Wait, I'm in. Oh, you you're me? in. Yes, nice. Beautiful. All right, uh, I'm going to start the episode in three, two, one. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for tuning into this one here. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time. I actually have a special guest today. Um, really cool thing about this special guest is that this is a close personal friend of mine. He's been around um, my life for, for quite a while. In fact, he was uh, one, of the, um, one of the guys I spent uh, a good amount of time with when I was over 500 pounds. I consider him kind of the, the select few that really didn't treat me different when I was over 500 pounds. And I know some of us maybe feel that people treat us different depending on our weight. And he was, uh, he was a real one. So um, I, uh, just, I just want to say welcome, Chris. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to, to be a part of it and to just be able to, to talk with you and, and, and those listening, man, I'm honored. Thank you for having me. And one of the, the main reasons why I wanted to bring Chris on is that he's actually gone through the Whole30 diets. And whenever I reference folks on you know their successful journey as far as a diet is concerned, whenever I talk about the Whole30, I've always got Chris in mind. And you know on social media, I've seen folks successful on keto and Weight Watchers and, and bariatric surgery, this and that. I, I've seen a lot of examples on social media for a lot of various diets. I haven't seen too many on Whole30. So the nice thing um, is that Chris has got that experience of, of going through it. So um, we'll kind of jump into that diet, hear from you, kind of hear what your process was, and then we'll kind of um, towards the end kind of hash into uh, just our experience, especially me and you, me being over 500 pounds, being limited, yeah. and some of the stuff that you experienced. So um, I guess first things first, uh, when did you kind of go or when did you start uh, the journey of, of going on the Whole30? Yeah, so what's interesting with Whole30 is I didn't realize uh, I, that I even needed, you know, to to do the Whole30. But uh, I had gone to the doctors to get some blood work done. And, uh, you know, to me, going to the doctor was no big deal. I was, I was always pretty good. But uh, this particular time, this was maybe three years ago. And uh, I got blood work back. And the doctor basically pulled me into the office and said, you got to change something. You know, at the time, I was 28. 28. And he said, you're 28. And uh, you have fatty liver. And if you don't change, be diabetic so it's kind of like a shock to me because I was never I, I never thought I was overweight you know I mean I knew I didn't eat good but you know I always felt like you know I was I wasn't dramatically overweight but come to find out I, I was you know I mean I'm five four and I was 190 pounds you know close to 200 so if you can just picture that 75 four and then I was just I was, I was overweight. I just didn't. And so I can't even see that though. That to be honest with you, if I, I were to right. look at you, I wouldn't say, Oh, he needs to lose weight. That, that just never crossed Correct. my mind. Yeah. And, and that's that. And I think what that addresses is that preconceived notion that just because maybe I don't look overweight doesn't mean that I'm healthy because yeah. I was far from it. And I'll talk, I'll, I'll tell you like how I used to eat in a bit and, and you'll see why I needed to do this. And so that scared me. And, and I didn't know where to start. You know, I was just like, well, let me just eat salads for lunch. And that lasted a couple of days. And I was like, this isn't going to work. And interestingly enough, I, whole, I learned from about Whole30 through social media. I actually followed somebody who, you know, was similar body type to me and just would constantly post this incredible food. Honestly, they'd post pictures of food and talk about how they have just feel healthier and how eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. 
And sure enough, I looked into what they were doing. It was the whole 30. And so my whole journey with it started with that concern of my health. It wasn't um, necessarily to lose weight, but it was, I need to take care of my body. I am feeding it junk. And so that's where it kind of birthed from that, that need of, I need to be healthier, not necessarily lose a lot of pounds, right? I wasn't necessarily looking for a number on the scale. I was looking for what can I do to change my eating habits because they're really bad. Yeah. And finding it on social media, I'm sure you probably were presented with other diets like keto, paleo, carnivore, yeah. all these other diets. What what leans you mm -hmm. more towards the whole 30 versus say keto or say Weight Watchers or something else? So for me, what what led me to the whole 30 is looking into it was that it was just essentially it wasn't calorie counting it wasn't you know uh restricting you know good foods it wasn't you know starving yourself what attracted me the whole 30 was you get to eat good foods and essentially it's just it's a reset to for you to see what works for your body and what doesn't because that's what the whole 30 is right it's you give me 30 days and you eat complete whole foods right so what it taught me was you read those food labels. If you read something on that label and you don't know what it is, you probably shouldn't be eating it. And when you walk through those aisles and you look at those ingredients, most of the time there's all kinds of stuff that's added into it. So for, for the whole 30, that's what it was. It was those 30 days. And I was like, that seems so attainable to me. I have this goal of 30 days where I'm just going to dedicate myself to eating clean, complete whole foods. If I read something, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to eat it. And so that was attractive to me. It was 30 days of eating good foods without like having to count calories or feel like I'm completely restricted. Even though there's, there's restrictions in Whole30, it didn't feel as though I was, you know, uh, starving myself. And I think that was the key for me is I would go to the starving. I would eat salads, you know, with nothing on them, lettuce and, and vegetables. And I would constantly fail at that because I wasn't fueling my body. Yeah. I was just starving. Did it. you have a shopping list? Did you have a website, something to say, this is what you can buy? Or did you just kind of go mm -hmm. to the store and say, if it's got something no. I can't read, I'm, I'm going to get it? <laughs> no. So that's something that I learned through the book. I honestly just bought the Whole30 book. And the Whole30 book is awesome because it's essentially the first part of the book is tells you about the diet, right? Sort of the, 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 the science behind, you know, eliminating foods. And then um, there's a cook, essentially it's a cookbook. And what's awesome is it literally just taught me how to cook. I loved, I loved cooking new meals. And so I, the, the, my resource, my main resource was just the, the plain whole 30 book that you can buy on Amazon. And what's crazy is now that I'm looking at it, there's all kinds of resources and communities and specific Instagram accounts. I, at the time when I did it, didn't really have that. I didn't look into that. I just got the book, man. I, I wasn't even online. I, I got the book the, that, that, the, 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 that I saw on social media and I read it and I used it as my guide, cooking guide. In that book, it has cooked recipes. It has ingredient lists, what to eat and what not to eat. So just this regular standard Whole30 book is honestly all I used. What did you, um, uh, and for, so you did it for 30 days. Uh, what mm -hmm. were the results uh, after the 30 days? So after the 30 days, you're supposed to slowly introduce the foods that you, you, that are sort of off limits. And those foods are, you know, added sugars. And I'll, I'm going to come back to that because that was a big thing for me. So no sugars. Um, you can't consume alcohol, which that, that, that wasn't really an issue for me. I, I don't drink. You can't eat grains, carbs. Um, you can't eat dairy. And you can't eat baked goods, junk foods, et cetera, et cetera. So 
what the idea is that after the 30 days, you start introducing foods. But for me, the biggest thing that Whole30 addressed, and I think sums up my experience with it, is I learned to view food as fuel and not just as, you know, that instant gratification that you yeah. get. Specifically in regards to sugars. Oh my goodness, was I addicted to sugar and I didn't even know it. Like I would drink multiple cans of soda at each meal. And then after, immediately after my meal, I'm not kidding you, like I'd be at McDonald's, I'd eat all my food. The moment I was done eating with my food, I needed to have candy. And so I would open up and I wouldn't just eat like one or two pieces. I'd eat a whole sleeve of Starburst. You know, I, 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 in my center glove console, I, con- I had a candy shop in my car. I mean, anything and everything you could think of, I had in my car because I was always wanting Still, candy. You're so I- uh, into sugar. I mean, that's probably one of the leading questions I would say I get on social media uh, messages or comments is I'm addicted to sugar. I can't seem to break mm-hmm. my sugar craving. I mean, you had to come to a point where you're having Starbucks, Starbucks uh, Starburst and all these sugary mm-hmm. items to where your body's feeling that you're not having that anymore. Did you hit a wall or did you hit a point where it was, it was tough? Uh, I honestly, I, I didn't because I was getting the sugars that I was, those artificial sugars. I was getting them from, from natural places, from fruits. Cause that's something you could eat plenty of on the whole 30. And so I was getting a lot of it from my fruits and, and I was enjoying it in that way. So I think the, the only maybe effect I felt is, I mean, I'd get headaches, you know, I would, I definitely felt the headaches, you know, of, of oh my gosh, what, something's missing here. But I, I never felt, and, and I think that's the beauty of the Whole30 is that I was eating so much good food and getting my real sugars through the foods I was eating. Because what you got to realize is like, and, and this is why it's so important to cut those sugars, is you're eating candies and you're drinking soda. So that's the sugar, that's sugar artificially. And then you're getting their natural sugars from like everything else that you're eating. Like everything has sugar, right? So I, I'd never felt like I was missing anything like that. I, I did feel maybe headaches and things like that. But it was crazy how much in those 30 days. And to I, I don't eat really eat candy anymore. I don't drink soda anymore. Sparkling water is my best friend. A shout out to sparkling water. What, what's, what's your but sparkling water that, of choice? Waterloo's. Have you ever Waterloo's? had Waterloo's? No, I've had Zevia. Have you had Zevia before? See, Zevia has some like some kind of natural sweeteners or something in there, right? Um, I think it's got monk, monk fruit stevia extract. Monk fruit. I'm, I'm rookie of the year right now. <laughs> it's got something in there that to me has like a weird aftertaste. Oh yeah, so that's so, like, that's one I, thing. Zevia is a love hate. There's a there's a weird taste to it, and if you're good with it, yeah. um, that's uh, yeah. That, it's a lot like Lacroix. I think it is. A lot of people love Lacroix, yeah. and I just can't do it. Lacroix is just something funky toe for me. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I can't do Lacroix. I'm the Waterloo's bubblies are good too, but like I can honestly just drink plain sparkling water. Pellegrinos. Shout out to Pellegrino, uh, but that's. That's kind of my go-to there. That honestly helped me replace. Soda. And it was just for 30 days but that you were on the, uh, the whole 30? It was 30 days. It was 30 days, man. I, I stuck to the 30 days, which, you know, you just say 30 days, but it's, it's long when you're changing eating habits. And it was kind of exhausting because I would cook every day. And that was, that's what was hard. I'd cook almost every day or every other day. And I wasn't used to that. I was used to the convenience of just grabbing something yeah. quick. But it taught me how to cook, how to love to put ingredients together that, um, you know, that I wouldn't otherwise know how to even 
you know, cook with. It's honestly, you pick up the whole 30 book, it literally, it's, it's essentially teaching you how That's to cook. That's one of the things I cannot stand about starting an exercise program, a diet, is that it seems like it takes forever for it to happen, for it to implement, for right. it to just get used. Like, I'm, I'm taking some time away from uh, work for baby bonding, yet it feels like yeah. I, I went to sleep with, you know, the first day off and I'm waking up, then all of a sudden I got to be back at work. It's like, it's the quickest time. Mm -hmm. Like our, our girl is growing up so quick and it's like, it's already almost yeah. a month yet the diet is like four years summed up into two days. And so I think yeah, those first 30 absolutely. days, really the first six weeks is, is kind of the, the tough spot, I would say, just because you're, you're going through a complete change. You're almost used mm -hmm. to taking a certain path in the forest and all of a sudden you're changing it. And it's like, well, I don't right. know where to go at this point. Like, I don't, I don't have a path. I just, yeah. I, I've got to make a path. So, um, so did yeah. you well, and that's why it's important to have lost or how, what your total loss was or. Yeah. So I lost 35. Wow. Pounds. I lost 35. But here's what's awesome about it is that I, I've lost 35 and I've maintained that. Wow. And I hate to admit this, but I don't necessarily work out. I, I really don't. My workout is running after my daughters. That's you know, enough a, of a, a workout. Four-year-old and, and a three-year-old. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't work out. I should, but I've literally have kept it all off. And this was three years ago. Wow. It's three years ago. I've kept it all off. I've stayed pretty much the same um, because of the eating habits that I learned through and the whole thing. And that's what was what, that you loved. Uh, you, you fell in love with cooking and you oh, yeah. found that you didn't have to, it wasn't like these sacrificial foods. You didn't have to eat some weird, funky, you know, meal yeah. just to get through. It was something to where, man, oh, I enjoy these foods. I, I can avoid these yeah. chemical based or I can avoid these, um, you know, artificial sweeteners. And if I can just stay to whole foods, uh, I'm going to be good. And, and I think that's such a testament to finding what works specifically for you and what's mm -hmm. long term. I mean, the fact that you're able to lose that weight and keep it off. Um, I think we actually went mm -hmm. to lunch when you were in the middle of it or either right after mm -hmm. it, something like that. And it was almost like it, it happened. Like when you see somebody after they lose weight and you didn't realize they needed to lose weight. Um, it's like, Whoa, you lost weight. Like, I didn't know you needed to lose yeah. weight. And I remember seeing you at some point and just being so shocked at just kind of this new look that you had, but it felt like it was so quick, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like you were announcing yeah. it everywhere. I think that's with a diet, with anything yeah. that we're on, we almost become tribe members of that diet and become so tribe focused that I'm doing this. And I think sometimes that can right. probably get us in trouble that if we tribe ourselves with a diet, that diet doesn't work. Well, now we have a whole bunch of friends and a whole bunch of tribe members uh, of a diet that just doesn't straight up work for us. So it just, it's cool Absolutely. that it speaks to something that you found that works for you. And we're, we're now three years later, something that was obviously sustainable, mm -hmm. um, something that wasn't mm -hmm. a quick fix or was something that you just gained yeah. weight back in six months. It was something that took time uh, to actually absolutely um, to implement. That's really, really cool. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that like it's at the end of the day, you don't have to announce to everybody, you know, all the time what you're doing, right? It's like, you, you, you can just do what you have to do, go on your journey, right? And obviously have support in your corner. That's incredibly important. I had that in, in my wife, she supported me through it. But it's so important that you do it for yourself and not for wanting those, those responses, yeah. even though they're great. And when I started hearing, man, you look different. Oh, man, it, it was continued fuel to keep it going. But that wasn't the reason why I did it. I did it for me personally. Yeah. I think it goes back to what you honestly model is, is finding your why. 
And that's exactly what I did. I found my why I need to be healthier. And it's lasted for so long because it's it's based on on something that's personal to me, not based on something that others are, are giving me in, in reactions yeah. or or comments. What did the you know? did you get a chance to go back to the doctor and did he say anything after you went back? Yeah. So he gave me a he gave me a target weight, right? And so I went back and I was far below that. So he 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 you know redid my blood work, checked my weight, and he was just like what what did you do he was honestly amazed at you know how quickly it turned around for me and uh, especially because i go back yearly for checkups and it's still you know it's still the same you know he's like you still kept it and so to me hearing that from you know because i could feel good i can on 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 the scale lose weight but am i doing health wise right like not like medically am i doing better and every time that I've gone, it's, I've been fine. And so it's been those healthy habits that have really sustained me and kept me. And, you know, do, am I, am I doing whole 30 now? Like, no, I'm not like ridiculously everything, you know, like those initial 30 days, but I'm so much more conscious of what I am consuming. Yeah. I read labels. I, I, I'm conscious of when maybe I'm seeing that I'm starting to eat out of just instant gratification versus feeling and and I'm able to kind of stop. And, and that's, that's yeah, what's the, awesome. Uh, the big thing that I think comes down to starting any diet or any program or getting into anything is there, there comes a pivot point. There comes a point where you, you do something right. You lose a bunch of weight, but then there's a pivot point to where, okay, is what just happened sustainable? And obviously three years later, it is, it's something you've been able to sustain, mm -hmm. but now, you know, you're not necessarily on whole 30, but you've been able to find a balance to maintain the weight loss. And I think that's yeah. one thing I've come across, especially sharing in social media. It's not just my story out there, but with so many stories uh, being sent either DM uh, comments, uh, folks interacting with me on social media, I get to see such a variety of journeys, such a variety of people sharing mm -hmm. their stuff online. And something I've just seen across the board is that there is an initial success time. And that success time could be six months, it could be a year, a year and a half, yeah. two years, there could be a success point. But then there comes a pivot where things settle down, things don't um, yeah. aren't hyped up as much. And then there's a pivot point to, mm -hmm. okay, is this sustainable long-term? And I'm going to have a, a future guest. I was on, on his podcast recently and he had gone through a amazing transformation with keto. Um, and he actually mm -hmm. ended up putting some weight back and is now going through, I believe the whole 30. I, what's funny is I think he's actually doing the whole 30 now. And um, really? <laughs> he, I talked about it on the podcast. I was getting interviewed, but a portion of it, it was me asking the question, okay, what was the pivot, what, what happened at the pivot point that didn't allow it to be sustainable. And I, I want to have him on this podcast to talk about that a little bit more, but it's, yeah. uh, I think that's so important. I think that's what's so great about having you on uh, as one of the very first guests is um, talking about a diet that maybe it's talked about. There's a book about it, but it's not widely talked about in the sense of keto. Right. Uh, keto is like keto, it. paleo, keto and right? Weight Watchers, I would say, yeah. are the top two that I hear about. You either see WW underscore right. and then their name, or you see so and so right. by keto or so keto or keto this. You see the, the keto in the name. And so those are two of the, the polarizing right. ones. I don't know how many messages someone has said, hey, can you instruct me on the keto diet? I've never done keto myself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stop the keto pages from taking my photo, but still, 
I see it all the time. Um, So I, uh, you know, having something that isn't uh, as common or as in the spotlight and see success from it, maybe somebody out there um, can find success in that and it be sustainable. That that's almost like the, the, uh, the golden, golden pot, finding what individually Mm -hmm. works for you and allowing it to be sustainable long-term. Absolutely. And, and picking and, and seeing what works for your body too, right? Because just because, you know, Whole30 worked for me, I mean, your body might respond to it differently, but it's, it's finding what's going to be sustainable yeah. for you. And then that's what it was for me. It's like Whole30 tells you not to weigh yourself and, and for those 30 days. And I didn't, uh, but I, I didn't see it on the scale, but I could feel it and people were telling me. And so I think it was, it's, it validates the point that you can't do it for, for a number on a scale. You have to yeah. do it for yourself and to create sustainable habits that fuel your future. I like it. Now to take a kind of pivot as we uh, wrap this up, we've got about five or six more minutes. Uh, I usually try to keep these under 30 minutes just because we know that folks are busy, folks are on to their days. And if they have something they can listen to and quickly get into some good information about their journey, um, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it may expand in the future, but I don't know if I have, some of these podcasts are like three hours long and I'm like, I, I don't know if I've got Way three long. hours of talking me i talk enough um so but to kind of pivot to, <laughs> um, you know with you being a really cl- close friend with me being at 534 mm-hmm. pounds i think you're pretty much i knew you when i was in the threes in the twos when i've gone through various diets and we yeah. really became uh, good friends towards the time that i came and moved back to california to marry my wife um, now, mm-hmm. one thing that my wife will say now that the weight's kind of been lost is that she noticed that while we were in public, that people would stare. So I guess kind of a, a first question is, is that something you ever noticed with me being out, going out, going to the movies? Did you ever notice people staring at my appearance? I, I never noticed people staring at your appearance, but there was one instance that comes to mind with with the reaction was you remember one time you we had lunch when i was working at the bank in, in lodak and you picked me up and we went to that mexican restaurant but what was was interesting was when you came and picked me up and dropped me off my coworkers, obviously they saw you dropping me off and picking me up and they were i could tell that they noticed your yeah. your weight and they not that they asked me or anything like that, but I could definitely number one, I saw them really staring out the window, and then number two, they just made a comment of, "Oh, who was that?" And 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 is that your friend? And it was almost like they were like shocked. He's, he's so opposite of you, you know. Like, and it was that shock factor. I could tell they were digging at at you know the the way that you looked, and and so to me, like that was one instance where I was like. I mean, I, he's my friend. Yeah. Like, what, what, and that's the reason why the I wanted deal. to pivot uh, towards kind of the uh, notice of, and, and I think it's a good reason to have you kind of on some of the first ones is, you know, there are going to be individuals in your life that are going to uh, stick with you through what you perceive to be your worst time or your best time. And those that stick with you mm-hmm. are the ones that you need to keep close. And there are people that will treat you different based on how you look. You know, I, I do have people that treat me different now that I'm smaller. Uh, I had people treat me different than when, when I was bigger, but those that stayed consistent as far as that friendship those are the folks that to really keep close to you and pay attention to and and it's a really important point for uh, me to kind of point out now is that you know it it was very easy for uh, you to say treat me different because now you're being ostracized in your workplace because of say Mm -hmm. my appearance but it wasn't Mm -hmm. about 
you know, my appearance, it wasn't about whether, you know, uh, hanging out, going to lunch, stuff like that was important. It was the friendship was important. And so um, that that's going to be really difficult Absolutely. for a lot of folks out there that struggle with establishing a good relationship with someone or having good friendships that don't um, base themselves based on how you look and, and to look out for those. I, I'm grateful for, you know, you um, yeah. being a good friend through the tough times and through the say, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to say it's just bad times when I was overweight, but through thick and thin, you were a good friend along the way. And I think that's, um, I think that's yeah. just an important point for everybody to be a good person, regardless of how someone looks um, yeah. be a decent human being, be a decent person. And, you know, I, um, can say that there's probably a group of four or five that were cool and that were reasonable as far as friendships. Um, but I, I was heavily avoided and, you know, maybe that all falls partly on me too. Cause when you're that big and you feel uncomfortable, you want to withdraw yourself and isolate yourself. But, um, I think it's just so cool mm -hmm. to have, um, that consistency of a friendship throughout because you can say that at 534 pounds, uh, hard to sit in a booth at a restaurant and everything in between uh, to now 217 mm -hmm. pounds going hiking or, or going on a trip here and a trip there, um, that it, it's still level-headed yeah. or it's still the same. Absolutely. And and on the flip side, being, being the friend that, I mean, I never really realized that it was you know, you were my friend because you're my friend, not because of, of your weight or anything. But the beauty of me being a part of your life through all of it is that I, you know, gained so much inspiration from watching your journey unfold. And to me, I think the biggest example of that is like, you know, I, through this journey, you could have been satisfied with your progress at so many points, but you never were. And you continuously, you know, grow and, and evolve and, and, and better yourself to where I'm like, oh my gosh, like what more, and how much more can he improve? How much more can he? Because you, I mean, you could have stopped a long time ago and, and it would have been a drastic improvement, but just to see what, how you continuously improve, not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, you know, as a father, as a husband, it blesses me and it, it inspires me. So know that uh, I benefit and not that I'm your friend because I get a benefit, but I've so benefited from watching you be uh, continuously uh, motivated on, to improve down. yourself. Oh. And in many ways, you've, you've, you've inspired me. I have a couple before pictures of um, my, you know, top weight, and you're actually in those photos. So I think when this podcast does drop, I'm going to uh, drop two of those photos uh, when the podcast comes out. So uh, we'll yeah. wrap up this, uh, this podcast. And um, again, Chris, thank you for taking uh, the moment to kind of share your experience with Whole30, kind of stuff that you learned and information to get to it. Um, you're uh, going to be helpful for those that think that it's only Weight Watchers, it's only keto, it's only bariatric surgery. Your journey, I think, is going to inspire somebody else to take a whole foods approach and potentially just, I want to say thank you for this time to share and uh, definitely got to have you on again. Uh, maybe with the uh, the four or five boys that were uh, there from the beginning and do a little group chat session. That'd be cool. Absolutely. No Thanks Take for care. having Thanks me on. I appreciate for listening, you. And uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Take care.